Well, hey, Faith Church, this is Evan with you, and uh, with me is Nate. And we are so excited to be wrapping up this final episode of this first season of the podcast. And uh, Nate, what do you, what have you been up to? Uh, you're in the house right now, at your yeah. house. Yeah, uh, not much. We've been playing a lot of games. Uh, I've been looking out my window, trying to chase away this really chubby squirrel that tries to eat all the bird seed from a bird feeder. Dang. It sounds like you guys are feeding him. Uh, he's a hoarder. So we got to stop that. That's not welcomed around here. Have you given him a name? Chubby squirrel. Chubby squirrel. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. Well, today is Wednesday, March. Uh, I don't know. What is it? 24th, 25th. It feels like 25th? Sunday or Saturday. Honestly, let me look at my phone real quick. It is the 25th. So, um, that's the day that we are recording the po- this podcast. It'll go out tomorrow on Thursday. And so it is currently the shelter in place, stay home, stay healthy initiative happening in Michigan right now. And so we are recording from our own homes. Uh, we're doing this over Zoom. So if the quality of the audio sounds different, which I'm assuming it does, that's why. Uh, we are on a Zoom call with Taylor Brothers uh, our podcast manager, he is um, recording it through there. And obviously, just like you heard, there's going to be <laughs> interruptions <noise> for sure <laughs> because we're at our house and not where we'd normally record, which Trying is our the, best to record. But yeah, we have dogs. We have people yeah. coming in and out. Becca just got groceries and she has this thing where she has to sanitize the entire grocery bag. She touched. <laughs> she literally touched the grocery bag when the guy handed it to her. And her hand like went crippled. She couldn't touch anything until she got home and washed with soap. She's playing it safe. She's a six. Exactly. And that's what we're actually wrapping this season up with is uh, taking a look back at our last nine episodes, uh, diving into the Enneagram. And uh, we're just excited to to just kind of take a quick look back and then a look forward. So, Nate, why don't you start us off? Yeah. What is something that you um, took away from this series? Uh, the the highlight, your favorite part, whatever. Just share some insight. So one of my favorite things to do with this series, and before I start, real quickly, I want to give an update. Um, oh, yeah. Taylor got a haircut. He did. Taylor's also on this, and he's recording it for us. And uh, he got a haircut. Did you get a beard trim, Taylor? I've, I've actually trimmed my beard multiple times over the time that I've been oh. here. People just don't seem to notice, which probably just because it's big. You sound a little bitter, but okay. Um, and you also are wearing a hat today. Not not a stocking cap, but an actual baseball cap. Yeah, I, I couldn't find the other one. <laughs> Hopefully well, like it's it. being washed. <laughs> actually, it might be. Kelsey probably took it. <laughs> so, but he did. He got a haircut. What I have loved over this last uh, several weeks of interviewing people is this has been probably one of the few um, series uh, and maybe methods even of how to do a podcast where we could actually go deep with people and their personality, where people are actually open to talking about themselves, not in a way of like what my experience was or what I did last week. It was more about who I am as a person and how God made me. And I think that has been very unique for me. I've absolutely loved diving you know, deeper into each personality type, finding out the characteristics of um, how people are built, how they work, 
what makes them tick, that kind of stuff. And then also making them like pushing them a little bit. And uh, for some people, it's not the best to open up or want to be vulnerable and to push them a little bit to say, you know, Hey, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take a risk and, and share a little bit more about myself. Um, and I just, I, I, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around another venue that would be like that, or that would foster something like we've been able to do the last couple of weeks. I've really thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like we, as a church, we've peaked. So <laughs> really, I don't know how to follow it up. Yeah. Uh, sorry guys. From here on out, it's going to stink. No, kidding. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, I mean, I completely agree with you. Like the engagement with this series was just ridiculous. It was amazing to see. We've never had engagement with any other series quite like this. The amount of people that were taking the test, reading the book, talking about how God wired let them, I mean, it was just absolutely incredible to see. And, and, and I loved it. Um, for me, my takeaway was just learning uh, how to better interact with people. Um, me being a five, I communicate information. That's how I communicate meaning. That's how I communicate sometimes love. Um, facts, man, I love it. And so one of my struggles was that I would get frustrated at times trying to talk with people. I'm like, why aren't they hearing my heart? <laughs> when in reality, I'm just conveying information and facts to yeah. try to reach someone's heart. And so for me, it's helped me communicate better with people, understand how they communicate um, from my wife to coworkers to um, friends to just everybody. It's just kind of helped me in that way. And so, and yeah, this series, it, it's been incredible. Um, so what was a highlight for you, Evan? What was like one of your favorite interviews? Would you say there was one that kind of stuck out? Um, well, I hate to single any one of them out because I don't want to make anybody else feel <laughs> like theirs wasn't great. Uh, I, I will say this. I thought every single week was different. Um, and that's what made it amazing was that we weren't talking about the same things over and over and over. I think we would have... Yeah. Uh, bored people if we did that so every single interview was great um but i think if i had to land at one that kind of touched me the most it would have been the fours mm -hmm. where we sat down with taylor and ashley um because that's probably the most foreign number to me um i'm all head and no heart um <laughs> it sounds terrible saying that but um but like how i think and feel and stuff it's it has to make sense to me and so when we sat down with them man it just meant a lot to see their hearts and and actually begin to understand um how they feel and sense in this world um so that one just kind of spoke the most to me i would say what about you yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to recap and think through each one. We had Allison first. Second was Judy and Courtney. Um, I had a blast with Judy and Courtney. Also with Allison, I, I really Allison was prepared. Uh, she brought like she brought so much content to the show or show to the podcast, and it was like you you could clearly you could clearly see how organized she really is, and even how well she knew herself. And then with twos, uh, Courtney's stories were hilarious. I thought I had a lot of fun. I mean, we had a lot of fun listening to Judy and Courtney and how they, they, they're, they're, they're both twos, but it was our first podcast where we had two people on. They're both the same number, but they are very different as well. You know, I think we picked up on a lot of that throughout the series is, is just the fact that there, you can have the same number, same person in the room, but be very different. Um, little same, but different kind of feel, you know? Um, and, uh, I was trying to think, so threes, who'd we have for threes? Lauren. 
Lauren. That was that was she had some great insight. Um, still learning a lot more about threes because I don't think we have a ton that are around us uh, that mm-hmm. we know of. And Lauren was just uh, great to kind of step into that. Fours was fantastic. The reason I think we both resonate with that four um, uh, podcast was because not is it not so much that it's just foreign, but it's also we went so many different places with them more than others. They were able to go serious. They were able to have fun and they're able to get like very emotional. And that's what kind of, I think walking away surprised me the most. I don't know about for you, but it, we covered a ton of ground and I think yeah. it connected with so many people because they were so open. Um, Taylor, I loved having you on. I thought you did a fantastic job. Ashley did a great job too. And then the fives, that was so funny because fives, we had a good time, but there was a lot of information. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> a lot of information from Zach and Evan. I had a blast. It was a great, I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it was just such a huge difference though. When you really put them side by sides with a four, we hmm. covered ground in a five. Like we had a lot of content. It was good. It was just so different though. I mean, am I right. saying that? Like, how do you, what is that like for you to hear that? No. Well, what was funny was going into it. We thought it would be our shortest podcast because fives <laughs> aren't huge talkers. I love sitting in silence um, I love quicker answers, stuff like that. <clears throat> and so we thought it would be the shortest podcast. It ended up being one of the longest because yeah. of the information side. Zach and I did a lot of research into obviously ourselves, but the Enneagram in general. And so we just had a lot to share. <laughs> so it was just funny. It was the exact opposite of what we were expecting. And then for six, we had Jeff and uh, Cassandra. Yep. They were both great. We had one uh, younger uh, person and one old, not calling Jeff old, but he's wow. older. Sorry, Sorry Jeff. Jeff. Um, but <laughs> still, like the variety in which how they interpreted life, they did yeah. a lot of similar things, the common ground, but it was very different. I thought yeah. that was a lot of fun. Sevens was all over the place. Yeah. That for me was shocking because I thought, yeah, let's jump in. We're going to have fun. But when pushed, I didn't like to be, I, I, again, I'm in the head triad too. I, I really don't like to be vulnerable. So I was playing that over and over in my mind thinking, I'm just being honest, you were an idiot. <laughs> like, honestly, that's what I was thinking over and over after we got done, just because I opened up and I pushed, you know, that, uh, I, I don't know. It was just, it, it still feels funny. I haven't listened to it. I'm not going to probably listen to it because I, I don't want to, but. Well, it felt like you and Kirk were just avoiding pain the entire time. Well, I knew part of it is <laughs> I knew the agenda. That didn't yeah. help. Yeah. So. You knew what questions were coming. Kirk kind of did too, because we always give our guests a heads up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was funny. We'd try to ask deep questions about how sevens avoid pain, and you guys would just start cracking jokes <laughs> to yeah. avoid talking about it. Um, so it was interesting, but you guys did well. You guys got vulnerable eventually um, and were able to open up. So there's no doubt in my mind people um, enjoyed and were moved by uh, listening to that. Eight. We had Simon and Sid, which was an honor for me just to hear Sydney talk um, as my daughter. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, Simon did a fantastic job again. It's just really neat to see the variety in the number and how different people are, um, but they operate in similar ways. Then obviously nine with Michelle was a blast too. So to me, I like to recap and kind of think of them all each uh, the same um, or thinking through just like what it was like. And for me, I think the best moment, honestly, I agree with you. I, I, I think the four, not to make it better or worse. It was just, we yeah. covered the most ground in that podcast. And I thought that was really, really special. Yeah. And you and I coming from the head triad, um, that was probably one that 
would stand out more than the others to us individually versus to other people. I'm sure whatever number they were was, might've been their favorite um, podcast to listen to as well. Uh, but for you and I, it was just such a, a foreign podcast. So we just learned a lot um, sitting down, listening to their heart. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that kind of recaps um, this first season. <clears throat> what we want to start to dive into now is um, last week on the podcast, we mentioned that we were going to do something special, unique for this final podcast, and that was sit down with our friend uh, Jeff Heeshan again. Jeff works at Emergent Biosolutions here in Lansing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, currently, uh, Emergent Biosolutions is working on a cure for COVID-19. And so the plan was to sit down with him and discuss COVID-19, what's happening. Um, you know, he, he's not from a news outlet. He doesn't work for Fox News or MSNBC News where there's going to be a, a stupid political spin on whatever they're trying to convey to their audience. Um, he has facts. He has yeah. information. Um, he is in the know of what's happening. And so our goal was to sit down with him. Um, but unfortunately, now we're all staying at home. And uh, um, he's busy like crazy having to work. And uh, um, this podcast just had to take a, a shift. And so unfortunately, we are not sitting down with Jeff uh, maybe some other time, maybe after all this blows over, we might have some time to sit down and recap what happened. Um, but today we're just kind of um, wrapping things up. And unfortunately, we, we can't get into uh, what we were hoping to. So, Nate, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what the church is doing now in response to the stay home, stay healthy executive order? Well, for our context, we're trying our best to honor it. Uh, we're trying to so show our support to government officials, um, trying to be um, the best we can as a church uh, to reach out to the neighborhood, um, to those people who are in need, be um, be willing to put yourself out there to say, hey, I'm willing to help, um, whatever whatever you need on that side, but also honor the the fact that we're, we are staying home. And so this doesn't mean for the podcast that ends here, but I do believe the season ends yeah. Um, and we're still excited for what's next, what could be. Um, I think also um, just been reading some um, different things and different timeframes of different pandemics within the world. And it's just knowing that there's also some really significant opportunities that come through devastation. Unfortunately, it's not because the devastation happens, opportunities automatically are there. It's just the way the world works. We There's something new that happens with um, each pandemic that kind of comes through and washes through. I'm I am from my, from my own personal uh, side of it. I, I get exhausted by not so much like the news or the coverage of everything that's going on right now. It's more the political side. So many people are just venomously like going after each political party and trying yep. to just break down um, us as a country and not really hold what's important, um, important kind of thing. And so that's what exhausts me more than the information. Oh man. But, yeah. In light of all of this, I think what we're trying to do is I think the biggest and greatest call from the gospel from Jesus is the fact that um, he's called us to disciple our families. And I think that's the best picture of the church. And the fact is we're home with our families right now. So it is our responsibility to be the church also to those who are closest to us. Um, the ones who are in our own house is probably the best, um, best place to start. And so, um, 
I, I think I'm excited for what the church can be in this next chapter in this next season in itself. But for us right now, we're trying to just do the best we can to honor it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like this time is um, heartbreaking, uh, interesting because we are living in a historical moment right now. So things that the vast, vast majority of us have never went through. And so um, it's heartbreaking in the sense that there are people who are suffering, people who are dying, um, people that are stuck in hospitals, people that are being mentally drained by being at home. And now they're um, concerned for their mental health. Um, But on the flip side of that, it's also interesting in the sense that like, this is all new territory for almost everybody in the world right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're all just trying to navigate it, feel it out, figure it out. And um, yeah, it, it is interesting, but I agree. Like the most draining aspect of this is the political spin that so many people are buying into. Um, and honestly, politicians on either side are not helping. They're adding political spin, blame, uh, blaming each other, stuff like that. It's like, how, how are we blaming each other for a pandemic? Right. Like, yes, we, we probably could have been more proactive from the get go. But even that, like when something spreads this quickly um, and suddenly and, and with so many unknowns, like at some point you're probably going to end up at this spot, regardless of how proactive you were, unless you went absolutely crazy. Um, And then we would have criticized the politicians for making decisions like that too, on the flip side of it. Mm -hmm. And so like the actual blame game, man, that's not helping anybody. Um, It's just becoming more and more blaming just because of uh, it being a political cycle right now and the vote coming up this November. Um, but man, I, I cannot urge, um, especially our believers, please don't buy into that. Mm-hmm. Stop blaming each other. Um, stop pointing fingers at the Democrats or the Republicans. My goodness, it is exhausting to be on Facebook. I, I can't tell you the amount of times, and we've only been stay stay at home since uh, you know it's been what thirty six hours, something like that, forty eight hours that we've been stuck inside. I have wanted to delete social media so many times during those last 48 hours because of the venom that people are spewing on Facebook. It is so frustrating, but yet at the same time, I'm like, I can't, I'm a pastor. This is how people are going to try to be in contact with me, interact with me during this season, stuff like that. So I can't get rid of social media, but man, I want to, because it is, it is sometimes ugly on social media when it comes to politics right now. Um, and so, man, I, I can't tell Christians enough. Don't engage in that. Stop blaming other politicians and be more like Jesus. Um, uh, just, yeah, I don't know. I could go on and on about that. I get fired up and probably say things that would get me in trouble, <laughs> but man, it just, it, it drives me crazy seeing some of the response out there. So what are some things that you're doing to stay focused through all that? Well, I'm trying to read, trying to um, follow people that I greatly admire and respect and see how they're responding to this, the tips that they're giving Christ followers out there. Um, And and so I'm trying to just figure out my own, um, I guess you could say missional statements around this time. So like the other day I posted on Facebook, like, may we be, more known for being Jesus followers 
than how we vote during this time. This is not a time to point fingers and make sure that we vote the right way come November. This is a time to go knocking on your neighbor's house, but stay six feet away from them when they open the door, but say, how can I serve you? Um, if you are aware of someone who um, has a compromised immune system or someone who is um, uh, older, someone who is high at risk for COVID-19, I mean, go to their house, message them, figure out a way to serve them. Offer, if you are healthy, to go to the stores. Um, Jesus tells us to take up our cross daily. This is a moment where it may seem stupid to go to a store where you're um, at a higher risk to catch something. Um, but if you have the body built to withstand something like this, do it for those people. Find a way to serve and love the people around you, to be a good neighbor to them. This is your moment to show that you are a Christ follower, not just throw a Bible verse up on Facebook and be like, see, I am a Christ follower. No. What about Christ being in action, truly following Jesus? When, when we're told to follow Jesus, that doesn't mean, you know, stay at home and do awesome tweets on your social medias. Like, no, it literally means following him standing up and walking behind him wherever he is taking you. You have to do actions to follow Jesus. And so what does that look like when a governor orders you to stay at home? Well, well, you're allowed to still go to the store. You're allowed to pick up essential needs, to pick up prescriptions, stuff like that. I mean, be Jesus in that way to those people who are at higher risk. That's what we need to be doing right now as a church instead of just being on social media, trashing President Trump or trashing the governor. That is not helping the situation at all. Um, all you're doing is just uh, throwing a flag on the play. You're, you're wearing a referee jersey. No, how, how about you get in the game and actually play? Get off the sideline and do something about this instead of just tweeting out information. I keep saying tweeting. I'm acting like I'm like 48 right now by talking like that. But you see, hey, you're getting so me fired are, up. Are you on the Twitter? No, I don't. I'm not on the Twitter. Um, no, I, I only do uh, like Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. I almost said hashtag boomer, but it doesn't apply to you. <laughs> no, no. I sounded like a boomer for that quick, uh, quick instant, but no. Well, out of just curiosity, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Taylor, but how are you focusing through this? Taylor has to unmute himself real quick. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> f- focusing, sorry, kind of focusing in what way? Just like staying. Just keeping yourself, yeah, keeping yourself grounded as a four, interpreting everything that's <clears> around you. Yeah, um, I... So being at home has actually not been terribly difficult for me. Um, I'm a four, but I'm also a wing five. So I really appreciate my time being alone. Um, So that has part has been okay. Um, But as far as like filling myself creatively or feeling like, again, like always wanting to have a a place and significance uh, that is a little bit harder when you're at home for such a long amount of time. Um, so I've just made sure that I make plenty of time to, um, still play my guitar, still sing songs, even if I'm not going to be preparing them for something. Um, I, I just know that that's good for my heart, my soul, um, gets my mind off things. Um, I play a lot of video games and so I have a lot of friends that I play with. And so we've just 
obviously have a lot of extra time and that helps um, just spending a lot of time with Kelsey just yeah anything that kind of just keeps me positive keeps me moving doing something so I'm not just sitting around all the time I noticed uh, for myself um, coming into this the the thing that has surprised me the most is how I feel towards prayer right now it just feels like prayer is so daunting like there's such a huge issue what do you do when you feel like your prayer might not count and I'm wow. just being honest I'm not I'm yeah. just being absolutely real as somebody who as you know as a pastor been in ministry like you so badly want that one prayer to take it all away yeah but it's not and so when just sitting in that I feel overwhelmed what should I do and I know I know the response is to keep going yeah and I, and I will that that's not the question here but I'm just like sitting and wrestling with the fact that hold on like there's something significant happening right now where prayer is vital. I even woke up in the middle of the night last night, just in the midst of praying. And I was unconsciously <laughs> praying, you know, just because it's so heavy on, on my soul, just to say, how can we help? And I do think prayer matters. I, I think prayer changes um, lives. Absolutely. That has not, st- it just feels, I feel like, um, I don't know. It feels small in how big things are right now. Right. If I can just be honest. Yeah. No, and uh, honestly, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of Christians listening to this can even relate to that. Um, It feels as if your prayer life is paralyzed in this moment, not because you're stuck at home. I mean, if anything, that might free you up to dive more into prayer. But um, the, the, the problem, the issue, the giant that we're facing is so large that it may feel like, man, maybe, maybe my prayers are not strong enough to tackle um this uh this giant and so i mean yeah i i kind of do feel that same way too um where it's like like god where are you where are you in the midst of all of this Mm -hmm. um people dying people scared um people i mean just holing up in their house and now struggling mentally like where are you in the midst of all of this um so yeah, I, I totally resonate with that. And, and one thing that I would be cautious of in this moment um, is that Christians can be so quick to have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can jump right in and just be like, well, you need to pray harder or God knows exactly what he's doing. And, and you're right. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, Bible tells us to, to pray continuously to, to not stop. Um, and, uh, and that um, God is ahead of us on this situation. Th- those answers are absolutely correct, but it still is how we are feeling in the moment, um, trying to navigate this new territory and figure out, God, where are you? Reveal yourself, reveal your presence, reveal your work in this, um, because it feels paralyzing. And I think part of it is, for me, knowing a principle from what we can glean from a, a biblical theology is the fact that without a doubt, God is with those who are suffering. Mm-hmm. We may not understand how that works and how it looks, but we know without any shadow of a doubt, God is with the ones who are suffering. Um, and we can also walk away knowing and believing the hope side of it is something good will come from this. And that's through the supernatural power of who God is. He will bring good to a despaired nation, you know, to some, some destruction. 
he will bring something and make something good out of it. That's how we know God's here. And so I don't know what that looks like. And that's the hard part because quickly, as you said, Christians will push on, let's figure it out. Let's, let's, no, let's, I, I think let's spend more energy in being the church right now, being with those who are suffering if mm-hmm. we can, um, but actually rallying with each other to say, hey, uh, we have a chance to be love, you know, um, yeah. the actual hands and feet where we are kind of in a in typical form confined to a building a lot of times for the church. And now that building has gotten a lot bigger, if you will, in the digital world, and we can actually reach a lot more people. And so there's already good things happening. Even on Sunday morning, the variety that's out there is pretty amazing. There's so many people online giving videos that had never would have never done that before, but it's also important. It's a gift. Like each time someone does a video that's saying the name of Jesus or talking about their relationship with Jesus or being love for somebody, that's that's might be uplifting somebody's spirit that absolutely needs it in this time. Yeah. And so I think that's a gift. Yeah, and and honestly, like I was being pretty harsh earlier about the political response that we're seeing from um, people from Christians on social media during this time. And uh, the, the reality is, is there's also so many people that are handling this so well. Um, Mm -hmm. So many Christians that are doing the, the right thing during this time and that it isn't just throwing up on Facebook about how upset they are at president Trump or governor Whitmer, but rather they are um, spending time with their family and posting about that. They're talking about uh, the good that they saw in a, um, in a grocery store recently. Um, I'll, I'll give a shout out to our friend, Phil Spicer. He, he posted on Facebook the other day and said that uh, he got thanked at a store for being calm and patient by the uh, checkout person. And it's like, yeah, like <laughs> we should be calm and patient. If there's anybody in this world who should be the most calm and patient people during this time, it should be the ones who know who is in charge of this world in control, the all powerful, the all present. We should be the ones who aren't responding out of fear and anger towards politicians and stuff like that and making this a, a political debate, but rather, no, man, we're the ones who are calm, collected, loving those around us, spreading hope and joy and peace in this time. And, uh, man, I just thank all the, the Christians um, on social media that are responding that way, that are sharing hope um, and, and not just political spins. Yeah, um, to kind of come to a land with this, Uh, unless you have more stuff going on uh, more in your, in your thinking. Um, I I just think it was a gift for, for me. And I know for you too, Evan, just to be able to do this with uh, our faith church congregation and ending in light of everything that's going on right now. um, I'm excited for what's next and not trying to downplay, you know, the severity of everything, but I am excited for what God's going to bring the hope he's going to bring through all of this. And um, most importantly, I'm excited for um, what, we can talk about on the other side of all this. And so we don't know what's going to be next. Um, we have some ideas we're going to be talking and we don't know how soon the next series is going to come out or a season, whatever, but um, whatever it's going to look like, it's going to be good. We know that. Yeah. No, we're, we're super excited. We've already begun planning season two of the podcast, um, different things that we're going to try to do with it. Um, the seasons of the podcast aren't always going to be attached to the series that we're in as a church. This just landed well. 
um, when we were planning for the Enneagram series, we thought, how cool would it be if we launched a podcast and interviewed someone that lined up to that week, uh, whatever type it was. And so it worked out super well that way. Uh, But the response to the podcast has been so great that man, future seasons, like who knows what we're going to do. We're going to open up the doors and interview different people, um, talk about different topics. Uh, We just want to be as relevant to today's world and what you guys are all going through as the audience as possible um, to bring hope and light and love into your world. Um, so we're just excited. Um, Nate, we, we have some podcast names. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, originally, we were hoping to land on a podcast name today on this final uh, episode of the season. We're not there yet, though. Yeah. Uh, we've been so busy with the COVID-19 stuff these last few weeks that we have not had time to sit down and, uh, and nail a, uh, a name. Um, but before season two launches, I mean, we're, we're going to have it out there. We're going to market sure. around it. It's going to be fun. Um, Nate, what is your leading podcast name? I, the one that like <laughs> keeps speaking to me. Okay. Like yeah. I just, I'm hoping it's going to permeate a little bit more. Maybe it needs to marinate some more for people, but I really love chunky thoughts. I just, I just think that <laughs> that presents so much. Plus I'm dealing with a, a chubby squirrel right now. Like that's kind of in the same vein. Ooh. Chubby squirrel. Okay. Potentially prophetic. Seriously, maybe here's the thing. This squirrel <laughs> is huge. It's like uh, it looks like a bunny rabbit, but doesn't have ears. You know, it's like super <laughs> small, but has a huge tail. And this thing keeps climbing up our bird feeder. So I greased the, I greased that down with vegetable oil. He did one swipe. He went up it, came down. He was so chubby that he wiped off all the grease or the vegetable oil. <laughs> climbed right back up it. So I literally would have to go out there each time he's done. And he, I will pound on the window now. Doesn't bother him. He just flicks his huge tail, makes it big. And like, I mean, just flicks it at me. That's it. I was like, in spite, listen, I got girth. I'll take you down. I feel like wow. I'm a little intimidated by this. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to go on a tangent, but I can look outside right now and see him. He's looking at me. So he's taunting you. Yeah. So I'm thinking if it's not chunky thoughts, what about chubby squirrels? Chubby squirrels. That's <laughs> all right. I'll add it to the list, man. We, we have a rule when we, um, hold on, chubby squirrels. We have a rule when it comes to creative ideas that there are no bad ideas. Can't edit it yet. You throw everything out there, see what happens, and see where it takes you. Yeah. Um, so let me run through. We, we had a few more people submit some ideas for the podcast name. Right. Of course, we have Chunky Thoughts, Humble Pie. We have What You Say. Crossroads of Faith Boulevard and Conservation Street. Still wow. not sure about that one. Wait, can you say that one more time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Crossroads of Faith Boulevard and Conservation Street. Uh, huh. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so, not sure about that one. Um, of Mikes and Men, Faith Bites. Hmm. Uh, and then here's some new ones for us. Okay. So What? Just like our so what? Oh yeah, in the, in that's the catchy. Sermon. Oh. Um, another one. The rest of the story. That I feel like has been used. It could be by Harvey. Um, that one dude, Pat Harvey, wasn't it? Sure. I don't. I don't know. And now for the rest of the story, or something like that. Didn't oh, you always true. say 
something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, someone else submitted that's good stuff. Paul Harvey. Really Sorry. Say that I, a lot. Well, correct me on that. It's Paul Harvey, not Pat. Sorry. <laughs> sure. Sorry. Uh, but that's good stuff. We've had people suggest that. Um, and now we have chubby squirrels. Uh, oh, I love it. Chunky thoughts, chubby squirrels. For me, that's like a home run. Although the <laughs> so what that has like, cause I would like to do at the end. So what, what do we do? Where do we go from here? Like that's kind of a good landing. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. So that's where we're at folks. Um, man, we just want to say thank you for tuning in to sticking with us. We had no idea if people would even enjoy this, mm-hmm. uh, but we were like, yeah, let's try it. doesn't hurt. And so we tried it and you guys have just, uh, been so, uh, um, grace filled with us, with all this, um, mm-hmm. how much you guys, have poured into us through this podcast. So we just thank you for that. Nate, you got any shout outs you need to do? Just want to thank our producer Taylor Mm. um, for all the variety of um, ways he would come um, prepared, like with man buns, um, stocking caps, all hats, a beard trim um, or yeah, just, he's done a great job. I I love having him on the team. Yeah. He provided great uh, entertainment as well. I also want to have a shout out to Kirk for his thick skin. I feel like I may have made fun of him a lot. Um, I don't know every episode, not this one though. Yeah. Is there something you want to say? There's stuff brewing all the time. I just, (laughs) sometimes I got to get a filter, you know, and I want to be careful. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's where the humble pie uh, name came from. Mm. It's how much we were roasting Kirk. We were handing him, Humble pies left and right. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but cool. Well, thanks so much, audience. Uh, we love you guys. Jesus loves you. Stay home, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.